0: Hey there, and welcome to another Coffee Break with Lance Phelps. The show where you go, get your favorite cup of coffee, sit down, and uh, we're going to have a coffee break where we discuss various matters. Today I wanted to talk about the consequences of our massive cultural shift. You see, our culture is undergoing basically a freefall at this moment. We are going, undergoing a huge, monumental, tectonic shift. And it's shifting at the very core and foundation of our thinking, of our philosophical conjecture, of our theological understandings and underpinnings. There's a massive revolution going on right now. We're in a cultural revolution. So if you ever wonder what it feels like to be in a cultural revolution, you know it's sort of like the the uh, Black Pearl when they had the ghosts on there, and they had you know, they, this is of course the the Pirates of the Caribbean. They had the the lady who uh, who you know didn't know that the that they were cursed and the 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 sailor says you best believe in, in ghost stories you're in one well that's what we're having right now so if you ever wonder i wonder what it was like to go through the cultural revolution of the renaissance and you know, when in the in the french revolution you know before that of course the tumultuous times of the french revolution were really a product of the the long years of slow undercurrent eroding away at the foundation that once was and this really is no different now we can trace back to philosophical foundations and philosophical uh, seedlings that were planted you know theological philosophical seedlings just actually several hundred years ago so you see the the marxism that's really starting to grow into identity politics and other forms of cultural movements that are starting to marginalize those that once had a uh, what is seen as a preferred position in the culture. And you start sort, sort of see that coming out of Marxist ideology, um, or variants of Marxist ideology. Because, of course, Marx can be postulated the class struggles. Well, if you, if you have class struggles, you can just as easily have race struggles as well. A uh, Race can be a class. Nevertheless, you see these these. these Subtle, you know, small seeds of philosophies just grow and blossom. They take new form. They're not quite the same as they were before. Uh, you wouldn't, you know, you might quote Marx here and there. There's the, So they have this, this amalgamation of different philosophies, but there's these large persuasions, and you can definitely trace back to the root, Of these things. They take a long time to take root and take hold and then move into the cultural revolutions we see today. But just like the French Revolution, there was a lot going on behind the scenes before violence ever broke out. And It's the same here in this modern America. Indeed, the very act that of, of me podcasting, where I'm sharing my opinions and my view of the way the world works, uh, actually might be in jeopardy in the next 15-20 years. I'm not 100% you know, sure that's the case, but it might be in jeopardy because I hold to a a Christian worldview, a biblical Christian worldview that, actually, that, that says basically homosexuality is wrong. That's going to be the hot-button issue, I believe, for the future. So we're engaging in this massive cultural shift. What does that mean for the Christian? Well, it means that we are going to start experiencing in America a lot more persecution. There's already been a little bit of persecution, probably nowhere near to the order of magnitude that our brothers and sisters in, oh, say, Cuba or North Korea certainly not in North Korea well not to that magnitude and you know in other parts of the world so we can't stand there with our brothers and sisters and say ha I'm going through the same thing you are but it's coming. It, it's coming. We can we can see, I've, I've read articles that I really much really do agree with where Christianity is, you know, outlawing Christianity is on the horizon. If you think about it, the LGBT ideology that once was being pushed as something, well, you just need to be tolerant of it and accept it. Uh, now it's, you need to accept it and celebrate it. And th- in the future, it's going to be, you absolutely must accept it or we're going to throw you in prison. And... I mean, of course, that's if something else doesn't rise up in its place. Obviously, the you know the, the winds of history are, well, they're not, they're not extremely predictable. You, you can say something is going to happen, and, well, it doesn't happen at all. But nevertheless, if we see the current moving in this direction with LGBT ideology, something like it, or it specifically, will most likely cause uh, Christianity to become very persecuted. So, what do we as Christians do in response now, and what do we as Christians do in response then? Well, I think that it's important to recognize that Christianity has always been hated, um, even when we were largely accepted in the culture, there's still a contingent or a small—there's there's still parts of Christianity that was not accepted in the culture. We had more of a legalistic, moralistic culture that would reject certain aspects of, say, salvation by grace alone, through faith alone. Um, But nevertheless, what do we do? Well, we have to stand firm on the gospel. It's incredibly important that we do not lose sight of the gospel. You see, the liberal theologians are doing their best. They're, They're just doing their best to gut the gospel out of Christianity which really the whole of Christianity is the gospel. But nevertheless, they're trying to do away with the gospel so that we do not have that firm foundation, ideologically speaking, with which to stand on. And in this tumultuous time, a philosophical theological foundation that is firm and rock-solid that that is the Bible, you know, and the gospel is it's actually gonna it's gonna be hundred percent necessary. And the next thing is we stand on the gospel, of course, we stand on the blood of, of Jesus Christ, we stand on his atonement for our sins, so we stand on that good news of the gospel, and then naturally stemming from that, we're gonna stand on the Bible. We have to stand on the Bible because you know human history is this it's a it's a whirlwind. Of, uh, of vicissitudes that flow hither and thither. And we we really can't predict, like I was saying earlier, exactly how things are going to go. But there's one thing that stands forever, that's 100% solid, and that is the Word of God. So if you do any research into the truly miraculous preservation of the Word of God, you, you, you really do discover that our modern translations, save for some of the purposeful mistranslations but our modern modern translations the ones that are trying to be as true to the original as possible are shockingly close to the original in fact it's it's amazing how accurate it is. If you look at other secular documents that are seen as perfectly acceptably accurate, they are far less accurate than the Bible itself. The Bible is extremely well-preserved, and I would argue that this is a miracle. But that is something that's that's important for us to note. As Christians, we can stand firmly on the bible we can stand on the word of god which is never broken which lasts forever which will go on into eternity and the written revelation is that is is the word of god so we can stand on it we can be firm and we can be confident that his word stands that his word is sharper than any two-edged sword And it cuts to the very bone and marrow of mankind. So so we as Christians, we have to stand on the word of God. We've got to stand on the gospel, and we have to stand together. So that means that we're going to have to make stands against the culture. And I think that at this point, it's extremely important for us to look at what's out inside the culture, to identify the deviation from the word of God, and Firmly declare, no, we stand here. We will not fold, we will not bend, we will not go into liberal theology to tries to basically do their best to gut out any semblance of true Christianity or biblical Christianity and make it into something that the culture can accept. I mean, this is something that Christians have been tempted to do ever since the very beginnings of the church. When you study the church fathers, it's kind of sad how much uh, of the church father's origin, Justin Martyr, Clement of Rome. They had a lot of Greek philosophical influence because we can only surmise because that they were trying to make it more palpable for the uh that greek audience that they were speaking to not to say that the, of course that you know justin martyr and clement of rome were not christians we i they, they didn't go into the extreme liberal theology that you see today but nevertheless the liberal theology today follows a same a similar temptation which is to make it the the world a look at our christianity and go well yeah i, I can accept that that sounds good to me but that's not the way the Bible tells us that we are to present the word. That's not the way the Bible tells us that we are to present the gospel. You see, the gospel is the, it's, it's, it's the smell of life. It's the breath of life to those who are being saved. But it's a stench in the nostrils of those who are dying. So we must recognize that we are going to be hated because of the gospel. We're going to be persecuted because of Jesus Christ. He told us that directly. And that doesn't apply any less now than it ever has. Just because there are you know, times, you know, ebbs and flows, where there is lots of persecution versus little persecution, we are going into a time where I believe there's going to be much more persecution. How much? I don't know. In what form? I, yet, I, yet again, I don't know. But if we stand on the Word of God, I can tell you, we're not going to be light. But then again, that's exactly what Jesus told us that would happen. That's all I have for you today. Make sure to check out our website, DiveDeep.net, for more content, including blog posts, book reviews, and video content. If you like this podcast, help us out by leaving a five-star review on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check out our main episodes of Dive Deep on the podcast feed and stream live on Facebook every other Thursday night at 7 p.m. That's at Facebook.com slash DiveDeepPodcast. We hope to see you there. Deo Gloria.